This week's podcast brought to you by Jerky Tongs. My sister had a tag sale at her house and our red chair that we got all the stuff out of the cushions. We talked about this last week. Um, I drove it over to her house. She put it in the tag sale and it ended up that she also had, there's a website in her town where you can post stuff that's for sale. Well, she posted the chair for free. And so somebody... Which was probably overpriced. <laughs> it was actually, it's in pretty good shape once we got all the stuff out of the cushions. And somebody came by to pick up the chair, this chair that they were getting for free. So they put the chair in the back of their car, and as they were shutting, I think it was the hatchback or whatever of their car, the back windshield shattered. So this poor person... This person being a husband, presumably. Yes. Not the wife? It was the husband... He was driving his wife's car. Probably doing a special little thing. She's going to surprise her with this chair. This, this, I'm sure he was. Goal. And instead, instead of surprising her with a free chair, he's going to surprise her with a few hundred dollars in car repair bills. Okay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> has no pain no gain and we found that to be fact the road might twist and turn a bit but we all arrive intact mr mom and mrs dad having each other's back day by day just to keep it sane who's the ball and who's the chain it's hard to tell right here on happiness lane after a glorious week's vacation in northern minnesota we are back in Connecticut now, back in basement. And when we were driving from your sister's cabin to back to the Twin Cities to go to the airport, we got in a situation where there was two lanes merging into one. And even though there was nothing going on, there was no construction, there wasn't anything, but two lanes were merging into one. But that is Minnesota. There is no sign of construction, but at some point there will be construction. Well, another sign of Minnesota is, you know, people tend to be Minnesota nice. And there was an over-solicitous driver. There was a person who was right in front of us. And instead of every other car from the left lane merging to the right lane or vice versa, I forget what it was, she was letting every 12 out of 13 cars merge in front of her, which just made us go that much slower. It was unbelievably frustrating. I don't know if she was being over, overly solicitous or, or underly vigilant. I think she might have been uh, texting and reading emails while cars were zipping in front of her. Uh, she may have been. The result was you passing her in the breakdown lane. You got to the point where you were so tired of being behind this woman. And the left lane, of course, was now ending that you just gunned past her in the breakdown lane, which actually I had to applaud at the at the time because it had been a ridiculously frustrating you mentioned, experience. Being you mentioned her. you mentioned Minnesota nice, but of course there were plenty of drivers who were zooming along in the left lane and and then at the last possible second trying to cut over. And when I talk, told this to my dad, he said, "Well, that is actually the way you're supposed to do it. That's the most efficient way of doing it, and everybody should go as far as they can in the left lane before attempting to cut back." He's not talking about a zipper merge coming out of like a parking garage when you're melding into traffic that's not in the parking garage. Minnesota does that, I think, better than any place in the world. They are land of 10,000 lakes is on the license plate, but really land of the zipper merge, I think, would be a more appropriate slogan of pride. But, but let's go back to your dad. So your dad says that when two lanes are merging into one, is this just based on experience? I think or? He's, he's citing some Army Corps of Engineers study that says that's the most efficient way of doing it. You know I can't pack a car or uh, spatially visualize, so I don't know the theory behind that. But I well, think that I, is I the like case. that idea, except that everybody in the lane, as they watch you go by to do that, is going to think you are a not nice person. Well, and, and inevitably, and it happened in front of us, a pickup truck did pull over onto the dotted line to prevent anybody from from passing him uh, in the left lane, which I, I applaud. It, it does uh, give you a, a certain catharsis when well, that's happening. I came back um, a little early with our younger two kids because you were staying to do a book event out in Minneapolis. and. And one day I was driving our son to basketball camp and there's a situation where two lanes merge into one and it's not because of construction, it's just a part of the road where two lanes merge into one. 
and I'm in the left-hand lane and with the two kids in the car and there's a woman in the right-handed lane and she was driving a car and had a furry steering wheel. I didn't know you could still get those, but she had a furry cover. Was it the right-handed lane or was it the right lane? Because if <laughs> yes. it was the right-handed lane, you were in the wrong lane. No, well, I am. No, I'm left-handed. So I was, in the, I was in the correct oh, lane. Of course. I was in the left-handed lane. Yes, I was in the left-hand lane and she was in the right-hand lane. Um, or the left lane and the right lane. The hand part doesn't matter. Anyway, so she had this furry cover on her steering wheel and, and our our kids our seven and nine year olds were talking about how cool it was and how sweet it was and they were just kind of obsessed with this woman's steering especially wheel. on a 95 degree day i think it's a nice feature. right right a nice touch but when the the lanes ended up merging she for some reason laid on her horn at me i don't know if she thought you know before it was merging i was i was going into her lane. I don't know what she thought, but I was driving completely appropriately. And, and anyway, she angrily honked her horn How at me. How do you know it was directed at you? I've often uh, reacted to horns that weren't meant for me. Because it was clear that it was for me. I, 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 just, I just know these things. And anyway, after she did that, I applauded our kids because all of a sudden in the car, they didn't start ridiculing her. They just started making kind of seven and nine year old jokes about her steering wheel. My favorite was the kids collaborated that she actually had a cat on her lap and that was the cat's tail that she had to have wrapped around her steering wheel because her hands couldn't touch the steering wheel. Anyway, it just went from our kids admiring her steering wheel to completely making fun of her steering wheel after she had, uh, had honked her horn. Our at kids, us. particularly our nine-year-old son, is at an age where sick burns are are his favorite right. pastime. The uh, the the furry steering wheel, and this is the first time hearing that story, is a not even a distant cousin. I think it's a, a direct sibling of the furry toilet seat, the toilet seat lid. You know where people <laughs> those have those fur worst. covers. Yes. What well, are they thinking? And when you put the lid up, it inevitably doesn't doesn't stay up because of that furry covering, so it slams back down. The toilet seat cover the furry one I didn't ever I've never understood that and then I've never understood do you ever go to somebody's house and they, and they have, they the have spongy the spongy toilet seat You're yeah gonna like that, yes. the cushy yeah. cushy toilet seat so that if you sit on it I don't, I don't know the purpose of that either it just both of them kind of skewed and, me and, out and they skewed me out because you're wondering how do they clean this thing and and um, are you sitting on the same toilet you're always sitting in the same toilet seat that everybody else has ever sat on but in the case of the spongy one it seems it seems overly uh, familiar I think you know what that reminds me too on that same drive going back um, to Minneapolis we stopped at a gas station and there were two things there that were just upsetting. One of them was in the bathroom, and I will post this on Twitter or on, which is uh, at Ball and Chain Pod, or post it on Instagram, which is at Ball and Chain Podcast. In the bathroom, there was one of those hand the towels um, that's not disposable, not you know, not the air hand dryer, but the the towel that is permanent. The, I think you're saying the towel that's the, on an infinite loop of of filth. Yeah, but but it does. But the infinite loop, it um, it looks like what what would that be in you your car? Down. You pull it down, and the filthy part retreats back into the. Um, yeah, into but doesn't the... that look like a fan belt or something in yeah, the car? Yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not a car person. But so it's it's just the, it's it that, was that cloth towel. Yes, it, that that just keeps going around on a loop back into the machine and coming back out. See, I, I I've never touched one, so I thought you just wiped your hand on it. I didn't know you were supposed to pull it. Is it like those toilet seats at O'Hare where you push the button and they're covered by saran yes, wrap? Exactly. And and it goes in there, and then what happens? Is it supposed to well? I can tell you what I can clean? tell you what doesn't happen in the case <laughs> of the towel. There's not a little guy in there laundering it, right? It it goes back into that tin thing hanging on the wall of a gas station restroom, and it, it, it just circles around. It's disgusting. But what made it even more disgusting is I was I came out and I think I was getting our kids a drink or something. But right near where you could check out at the gas station, they were selling beef jerky and. Um, I've eaten beef jerky. I have no problem. I don't find beef jerky disgusting at all, except it was like bulk beef jerky. So you open this plastic lid and inside there were five compartments maybe of different flavor beef jerky. And I guess you're just supposed to get a bag. It's like, it's like penny candy. Didn't they have a little uh, thing of wax paper that you could take a sheet of wax paper I d- and I don't know. In? I didn't see the wax paper. I didn't see tongs like you, you have when you get bagels at the grocery store. There was just... They didn't They didn't have jerky tongs? <laughs> they didn't have jerky tongs. They just had this big tub full of jerky. And all I could think about was every person who has reached their hand in to get their um, bulk jerky <laughs> has also just come from the bathroom where they've 
used that disgusting hand towel. Or not. Right. <laughs> Where they've also had bulk jerky. Yeah, it's just the, the whole the whole process I found absolutely disgusting. Well, this is this whole thing is a tangent. I had no idea where we were going with this, but we're talking about the fuzzy toilet lid and the spongy toilet seat. Two other things that I, I'm not fond of in other people's bathrooms are are the uh, carpet, which every once in a while you see. The, especially when it's the carpet that goes around the toilet. The, the little horseshoe of carpet that goes around the yeah, toilet. I, I'm yeah. not so... Uh, I'm not so disdainful of that. I think I probably had that I when I was am, a kid. I am, because I've cleaned our bathroom too many times right, to right. know how bad people's sure. aim can be. And the be. other thing is, and this doesn't offend me in any way, I just find it odd, the the Kleenex cozy. Have you ever seen somebody who has sort of knitted a little a little cozy to go around I the box of my, Kleenex? I think my grandmother had one of those. Oh, maybe that's where I saw it. <laughs> it's the same, it's the, it looks exactly the same as the crocheted napkin holder that we still use yes, like yes. she made us a napkin holder and i put the napkins in well, that. that i love <laughs> no i do i do you love that but you didn't like it when she had the no i didn't Kleenex dislike it i just find it interesting when you're when you're an older person and you're looking for you know there's only so many i guess quilts you can quilt or uh, blankets uh, you can crochet you gotta you gotta start you got to start covering everything. If, if I remember correctly, your grandma crocheted uh, a, co- seat cover. a cozy for her jerky tongs. <laughs> yes, she may have done that. Yeah, I wonder too, like when people eventually, um, you know, put the, those carpets that are around the bottom the, the, of right. the toilet, if they, when they put them in the washing machine, because at some point you have to put them in the washing sure. machine, what else they put in with them? Like are, well, are they putting in their hand towels? Usually they would that? put in the the, the matching uh, toilet lid. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I've yeah. had those. I had those in apartments, and uh, so I, you purchased them. Absolutely. And, come on. And there's no absolutely. The the it's carpet nice toilet couch. seat cover. Yes, absolutely. That's that's disturbing. It's almost like a little like a little fuzzy beret for your toilet. <laughs> Ever since I was a young child, I knew that. There was nothing good about those things. So the the fact that you may have at some point used money and intentionally purchased one what is I, bothersome. To what me. I don't have that that was a staple of our of our bathroom as a kid is the uh, the floral scented Glade air freshener spray. Right. You know, you just you would just fumigate a cloud of that upon leaving the bathroom. I know what you're talking about. My mother never purchased that, but. It, so I think my mom might have been the person who on the 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 bathroom counter, the sink counter, would have like potpourri. Potpourri? <laughs> that, po, you know, like actual potpourri. I don't even know what potpourri is exactly. But after, you know, a month, it wouldn't smell anymore. But our potpourri stayed in there for at least a year. Well, we had, we had <laughs> became two. became a decoration. We had two uh, staples of of the, the toilet tank when I was a kid growing up, and they were... The Glade Air Freshener, and I wrote in Stingray Afternoons that my mom, you know, how some people have a star named after them, uh, right. a, a distant star. My mom should have had some portion of the ozone layer, of the <laughs> hole in the ozone layer, should have been named for my mom because of her fumigations with, with uh, Glade, uh, you know, some kind of fresh meadow scent. And then a magazine from the Marinol Missionaries that came once a month was always, that was the sole reading uh, in the bathroom, and and so I, I read. I know what, more about the Marinol missionaries. What was it? Was it like a daily reading? It was something Every that day she contributed. There, some... there was features and 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 usually some uh, uh, letters to the editor, some hot takes probably. And, um, and so so when you were a kid growing up, you had in your bathroom, what is it called? Letters to the what? Letters to the what? What did you have in your bathroom? Marinol magazine. M A R Y K N O L L. Marinol missionaries. Okay, I've never heard of the Marinol missionaries. Don't look well, at me as now. if there's something wrong with me. Okay. What we didn't so, have was was wall to wall carpeting. <laughs> Wait, but hold on. But you had Marinol mis- missionaries, and I like that now in our bathroom we have David Letterman's top ten list from 1980 from the 1980s or the 1990s. No, I'm just saying perhaps your mother was a better parent than you and I are in terms of well, what we're providing our children to read while they're peeing on the there, carpet that's around the bottom of the toilet. There is no question about that. There's no question about that. Uh, but we also had one of those uh, towels, hand towels on an infinite loop <laughs> that <laughs> retracted into the self-cleaning uh, mechanism on the wall. Except that as fastidious as your mother was, they were actually getting cleaned. Today, I went to Stop and Shop just to, to get 
you know, something. I'm at Stop and Shop a few times a week. And you don't go enough, so you don't know this. But after you do, especially a big grocery, an order at, at Stop and Shop, you get your receipt and then you get a bunch of coupons. And the coupons are, are for something that you've already used. Maybe it's a cereal that you tried once and now the coupon, if you buy three of these cereals, you'll get a dollar off yeah, your order. In the same way that you get those advertisements, if you buy something online or even browse right. something online, you get the ads for something that you've already bought. You know you can't, you're not going to buy it again exactly. anytime soon and you don't need that. Or what's, what It can, sticks to your, your, your cyber profile yes. like a piece of toilet paper stuck to the heel as you walk out of a gas station restroom. Exactly. That's a perfect analogy. And, and what's interesting too is like I, I get a certain kind of saline solution for our contact lenses. Well, all of a sudden I'll get a coupon for their competing brand. But today, I wanted to know what you or I could have possibly purchased to give me this coupon. And I'll post a picture of this on social media as well. It was a coupon for Rogaine. What in, in have you ever purchased? What have I ever purchased that would make Stop and Shop think that one of us needs Rogaine? And, and I think the coupon may even say something like, um, it's not too late or... I don't know what, but it obviously well, is too late it, for it you. It is too late for me, and, and it's probably a little too early for you. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I don't know what age, if women are going to go bald, they go bald. But hopefully I'm nowhere near that. I'm actually looking at the coupon right now. Get ahead of thinning hair. It's a money-back guarantee. It's save $10 on any First men's Rogaine hair treatment. Th- that's, How expensive that's, is Rogaine that you can have a $10 coupon? I'm sure it's very expensive, but that's their advertising slogan. Get, get ahead head. of thinning hair. Yes. You have a head of thinning right. hair. You I, don't want to get a head of thinning hair. I understand the pun, but it seems that, that at least one end of that pun is terrible. And, and why? Furthermore, why isn't their advertising slogan, if you want to get down, down on the ground, Rogaine? <laughs> She's all right. She's all right. She's all right. Rogaine. Maybe they could even get Eric Clapton to yes. uh, to sing it. But yeah, so if anyone out there uses Rogaine and is willing to admit it, let me know how much it costs because save $10 on a three count or larger. Or alternatively, instead of instead of making somebody tell you how much it costs and I'm confessing not, that they use Rogaine, we could just Google it. Yeah, but you know what happens then? If, if anybody out there has an internet connection no. and a laptop, no. let us know how much Rogaine costs. D- because if I Google it, then every time I go in to get my email, I'm going to have Rogaine. You, you, you already are getting it at Stop and Shop. That's so. true. But, but at least it's not yet on the sides of my email, my awesome AOL email. Can I just say, because I, I usually like to set the scene early in this. I don't, but I'm pretending that I do. Set the scene in, in what? Uh, of the podcast. Oh, okay. And tonight, tonight, I'm betraying myself here, is another episode of Ball and Chain After Dark. It is Ball and Chain After Dark because tomorrow I will be working a Connecticut Sun game and have to leave early and the kids and I, our our, our two older daughters are at basketball camp and I'm working the basketball camp. So it left us no time to do our normal Tuesday recording. So we're recording this on a special, it's not only a special evening Ball and Chain, it's a special Monday evening Ball and Chain. All kinds of things going here. It's Monday evening. It's, um, the lights are low to match our energy level at this time of <laughs> night. And because of some odd quirk of the microphone, perhaps because the way it didn't travel well in transit, you're the one who carried it back from Minnesota, one side, we usually do this opposite face-to-face, right. one side of the microphone seems to be Wonky. not working properly. Yeah. So we're sitting on the same side of the microphone next to each other, which is uncomfortable for both of us. It's like one of those sitcoms where two people go into a restaurant and sit on the same side because, of course, the camera is on the other side. Well, we, we sat on the same side when we last week when Tom was our guest, and only one other time have I sat on the same side as someone, and I sat on the same side as Denny when he's been in basement. But this is only the second time you and I have sat next to each other. But the in first marriage, time, forget <laughs> podcast aside. The first time we've sat next to each other, staring at the empty chair across the way. It's it's a little bit weird. Tom, by the way, rave reviews. I don't think I told you this. I'm sure I didn't tell you this because we've barely spoken since we got back, but he walked into his local, the George and Dragon in South Minneapolis. The George and Dragon? The George and Dragon is his local mm-hmm. watering hole slash eatery. And his bartender there, uh, they all know him intimately. And I, I mean that... 
in the biblical sense, no, I don't know. They all know him well. Said, uh, here, here comes the star of, of the podcast, that this guy just listened to the podcast and uh, gave Tom a rave review of his performance. Oh, awesome. Is it a bar where, where Tom, Dick, and Harry have performed? And it's if- a bar where Tom, my brother Tom of Tom, Dick, and Harry, and we should have talked about this on the podcast, was, was interviewed and prominently featured in uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, that was where he yes. was interviewed? I, I didn't even know he was on that show. This was uh, a year or two or more ago, and our babysitter was watching the show and paused because she said, that's Steve. And then when she no, looked... No, that's Steve's brother. No, surely. she thought it was you initially. Really? And then she paused and, and, and looked at it and had met Tom um, or seen she, a picture she, of Tom. As I and, remember the story, she said, no, him. he's not nearly as good looking as Steve. Exa- I think that's he, exactly how it went. He looks like sort of a uh, of a dollar store version. He looks like a, a guy who's almost two years older than Steve. Right. And in need of Rogaine. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, because I posted a picture of Tom last week on Instagram, somebody... Uh, sent a comment and said, are all the Russian brothers bald? So no, indeed, you and Tom are both bald, but your oldest brother, Jim, and your youngest brother, John, both have actually a pretty good head of hair. Your dad has a good head of hair. Right. And in fact, Tom and I shared a bedroom for years, and I wonder if now that you mentioned this, that there was something that my something contagion? in the powder that my mom was shaking into the carpet before vacuuming it. Uh, that, that It was the Glade. You and your brother used more Glade than anyone else, and so... That's what took off your hair. What I wanted to say earlier was was um, we need, for Ball and Chain After Dark, a Barry White-style slow jam theme to tip people off at the beginning that this is Ball and Chain After Dark. We're, we're throwing too much at Tom, Dick, and Harry. We just need them to get... Uh, no, I don't want Tom, Dick, well, and Harry, or even Narles Markley to do it. I actually, actually want, want to get want the ghost of Barry White or some, some other Al sort Green. of... Yeah. What um what's the name of the Stingray afternoon inspired song that we need Tom Dick and Harry to get mixed? Stingray so. riding on a Stingray. We don't want to, we don't want to give up the you know we we want to debut that with with proper uh, proper hype and uh, you know we don't want to let it. Okay, well that's gonna be coming. There. Well th- this is this is gonna lead into one of my questions when we were again when we were driving back to the Twin Cities. Is it Hold My Hand, Hold Your Hand, the Hootie and the Blowfish song that was so popular? I think it would be Hold My Hand because if it was Hold Your Hand, it would be an odd thing to do to ask somebody to hold their own hand. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, um, while I was listening to that song and uh, the XM radio on the minivan rental car had the picture of Hootie and the Blowfish come up, for some reason my mind went way back to one of the podcasts when we talked about lesser princesses when somebody described to us that that a woman was one of the lesser princesses at Disney World and so I you know obviously it's Hootie he's he's the main one in that group but which one would be the Darius Rucker yeah yeah which one would be the lesser blowfish like which one do we think will be the lesser blowfish how many blowfish are there I don't I don't know and then the next song that came on was by Fitz and the Tantrums their new song called The Walker and so, of course, my brain was like, okay, which one is the lesser tantrum? I don't even know how many tantrums there are in Fits in the Tantrums. But um, So which one in Tom, Dick, and Hari, which one is well, there, the there lesser? Th- There's three dicks. Three so dicks. which one is the lesser dick? I, I think I think we, we all, I think they're all of, of equal value. And I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, but we have among our AAU parents for our daughter's AAU team. Yeah, you mentioned this very did I mention recently, this? Okay, yes. Then I won't mention it again. But, but in uh, case somebody hadn't heard, you were talking about the, you have two gyms. The main, main gym, gym and auxiliary yes. gym. But they, we, we switched them up, so so n- neither of them feels that they're auxiliary at any given time. Um, I, I, I should mention that uh, you weren't there, and you haven't heard this story. When we were in Minneapolis, you had flown home with the two younger kids. I was still there with the two, or our two older kids. I was taking the kids out for ice cream, and my rental car was parked on the street in front of my sister's house and when I walked out a lady in her neighborhood said before you go you should try the best lemonade in town and two doors down on this leafy bucolic suburban street two cute kids had a lemonade stand and I said well of course of course we'll get lemonade so I walked down to the lemonade stand I ordered four lemonades one for me one for our two kids one for their cousin who was with us Tom's daughter, and um, we took them back to the car, to the rental van. They were in clear plastic lowball glasses. 
put them in four cup holders, including mine, and we drove on. We drove to get ice cream at a place called Sebastian Joe's in, in Linden Hills. It was impossible to park there. So after 20 minutes of trying and failing, we drove on to the malt shop, where it was also impossible to park. It but wasn't even National Ice Cream Day. That was no, a few no, no. Days it was later. just it was just uh, it was it was just a Wednesday night or whatever it was in Minneapolis. Tuesday night, I think it was. Long story short, we waited 20 minutes for ice cream to get malts. It was a long line, and and by the time we drove my niece Lucy to her house to Tom's house, um, I pulled up to his curb parked on the street and reached to get my phone out of the cup holder. Having completely forgotten about the lemonade, I had put my phone (laughs) into the full cup of lemonade. I still didn't know this because as I pulled my phone out of what I thought was just the cup holder, not looking at it, it it had stuck in the cup of lemonade so that I pulled the entire cup of lemonade out with with the phone stuck in it. I still didn't know this. I was looking, I was getting out of the car, had the phone in my right hand, Long story short, I had inverted the entire cup of lemonade so that it somehow passed over my head without turning over. But once the phone became dislodged, it turned over and went down my back and onto the seat so that I sat in what had been a what 10 ounces of, of the best lemonade you'll ever have. I don't know. I, I still haven't had it, but I sat. It soaked through my shorts through my underwear and so that I went to visit with my brother Tom for an hour in his house wrapped in a uh, beach towel so as not to was soil your, his sofa. Your phone, how did your phone not get wet and ruined? Uh, it was turned upside down so that the where you plug in the charger was was facing the ceiling and wasn't in the lemonade but still I don't know how it didn't uh, So you rode for however long with your phone in a cup full of lemonade? A solid 45 minutes. 45 minutes? A lemonade marinade. Your your phone was marinating in lemonade, and you had no idea. Uh, if I had known, clearly, if if somebody had just called, maybe it would have made that burbling sound, like like when you try to talk at the bottom of a pool. That's unbelievable, but it's so believable. I mean, that's exactly that's the kind of thing that if one of our kids did it, you would say, "How did how did that possibly happen? How'd you ruin your phone? How did you flip the lemonade?" And of course, it's exactly what you did. But you know, you bring up the ice cream shops and the lines outside of the ice cream shop, and that's maybe, that makes me think when we were in Niswa, visiting um, your sister at her cabin. There's a great ice cream place, the Chocolate Ox. It's a it's a candy store and also an ice cream place. And we went there one night, and the line was out the door. It was forever, and we realized the reason was it was buy one cone, get one free night, and so. To save $3.50, everyone had come out that night. That's what their regular size cone cost. And so we waited in line for a really long time because we promised the kids that we would and we didn't really have anything else going on. But, you know, at some point, saving the $3.50, it's not it's not a good trade-off for the amount of time you have to spend in line. And, and, and this happened again with me. Try explaining that to your kid when they're waiting in line for ice cream. This isn't, son, this isn't a good trade-off. Our time is worth no, more. No, and, and we did stay in line, and I didn't say a word to our kids. But, what again, when I was back, and you, you were still in Minnesota, one morning I dropped our son off at basketball camp and went on to the West Farms Mall. That's a big mall in West Hartford, Farmington in Connecticut. Thus the name? Thus the name. And so I got there with our daughter. We were just going to walk around and um, got there when it opened at 10 a.m. So walked in the doors. There's a huge line outside the Disney store. And I couldn't figure out why there would be such a line when the Disney store hadn't even opened yet. And I saw a friend of mine, um, Kara Walters, a former teammate of mine. I, she was easily recognizable because she's 6'7". They were their daughters. And I just went over. I said, what's going on with this, this line to get into the store? And she said, well, there's a special going on today at Build-A-Bear, which is at the complete other end of the mall on a different level on the first floor. The Disney store was on the second. She said, their promotion today is that you pay your age for a Build-A-Bear. I think, I don't know if Build-A-Bears are normally like $20, $25. She said in the line, the mall had just opened. She said the line is four hours long. So the people that were now outside the Disney store were the ones who bribed their kids to get out of the Build-A-Bear line so that, the, you know, we'll go get you something at the Disney store if we don't mind getting out of this line. And so as, as our daughter and I were walking down the line, there was a snake area with, um, you know, those things up the so that you can, you know, I believe they're called 
lines. I don't know. The the, oh, the little the, the little metal barrier things, things, the, the barrier little, little things they put fabric up. things yeah, at the airport. Those, those must have a oh, name. I'm sure they have a name, but well, there were those things up. And we had those in my bathroom as a kid. Too. The lines were so long <laughs> right. outside the bathroom. Five, five kids. Five kids. Yeah, but and so there was that, and then plus the line continued to go the length of the mall. So our, our daughter really wanted to go into, I think it was Justice. And so we're in this store, Justice, and, and a, a mother's in there. And I just hear her say to her daughter, yes, of course I'll get it for you if it makes you feel better about getting out of that line. Who would wait four hours in a line to save $20 at Build-A-Bear? Somebody who needs to save $20. I mean, think of what you're but, saying. But who needs a build Like, I understand Build-A-Bear a, a is a cute... A dream is to have a, 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 a custom-made teddy bear. I don't know. I think, like, I like think Build-A-Bears are uh, nice, but they're not worth four four hours. I think your privilege is showing. Yeah. <laughs> Check my privilege at the Build-A-Bear line. Yes. So you, you, you have those things. We still don't know what they're called at both the Build-A-Bear line and then at the airport. That reminds me, coming back from the airport, you weren't with us. I was with the kids. You were picking us up in, in, in that diabolical, we've beaten the system, um, we're smarter than you way of you're going to pick me up, not at arrivals, but at departures. You're going to pick me up upstairs, not downstairs. It's the, It works. The, it works. it works really well. There's not as many cars there, and the cops aren't there shooing right. people away so as, as much. So as we did that, as we did that, as we were walking through Bradley, not going down the escalator, but staying on that first level, there was a guy coming in, a young man, I'd say maybe 25 years old, fit, wearing a T-shirt that said in, in giant block letters, it said, cool story, babe, now go make me a sandwich. And I thought, we're probably screwed as a, uh, as a society. As a society that... I didn't think that for the first time that day. Don't get me wrong. It just reinforced. Not only is this 25-year-old doofus thinking that way, but do you think he had the shirt made, or did it look like he bought it No, no, no. He bought it. It It was one of 10,000 that were sold somewhere, and... um, you know what? I think this guy... It's just, it's just the, the image he wants to project to in total strangers when you're walking through a crowded airport. I think this guy also traveled four days before when I landed at Bradley because I, we landed, I got off the plane with the kids, we're walking through Bradley, and I hear the announcement come over the intercom to the person who left their bacon at the security checkpoint, please come get it. To the person who left their bacon. First of all, to the person, why don't we say to the man who left his right. bacon? Let's well, clearly. But first of all, who, like, who brings bacon? I, I mean, I've seen people bring food through security, but it's usually healthy stuff because there's so, you know so few healthy options at the airport. Who brings a thing of bacon to the airport? And so clearly, it was that same guy who was wearing the the sandwich telling the woman to, uh, or wearing the shirt telling the woman to go make him a sandwich. I, I At least now I have an answer. If we ever play six degrees of airport bacon, I'm just <laughs> one removed. <laughs> yeah, exa- well, two removed because I would be one removed. That's true. You know, there's a fly in basement here at, at 10 o'clock at night. And it, it makes me think that at this stage of the summer, mid-July, I'm going to start yelling at the kids to leave the door open because statistically we have a better chance with the door open of more flies going out than coming in. I think. We, yeah, we have too many flies, and and I've gotten about well, two a day that I that I'm pretty good with the fly swatter now. One is too many. Yeah, well, but as, as I'm getting two per day, are they just they're probably laying eggs or whatever? Perhaps, they but do. but you, you you would never say. Too bad mice don't eat flies. Then. Then we could just have bigger mice. <laughs> we we you never I've never heard anyone say we have just the right amount of flies right. in here. <laughs> That's true. You know, we've been we've been gone. I've been barely been home in the last month and we've had an accumulation of viewer mail. And I think uh, we should probably do an extra large mailbag this week just to get some of this off our desk and reset viewer mail for I next week. I think we week. should do the same amount of viewer mail that we always uh, do. Viewer mail, is, it's like just the right it's its like just the right amount of flies. Kids, it's time to answer our voluminous viewer mail, which has uh, been piling up over the last five or six days. Well, here um, was somebody sending us something via Twitter, which is at Ball and Chain Pod. And I had posted a picture of our red chair that, you know, we were cl- we'd taken the cushion off and, and all the stuff that we found in it. Greg sent us a tweet and said, will any of that by chance be sent out as swag? 
I could use a new ruler and belt buckle. There was a ruler and belt buckle in the cushions of the chair, but this is my favorite. You could throw in the green sword too. Well, the green sword, of course, was one of those little toppers that you put in the lid of a Starbucks hot beverage so it doesn't spill. Which so our kids call swords, yes. and they have sword fights with but, them. But, Greg, um, I think if you just wanted to go to Starbucks, they might not have the belt buckle and the new ruler, but um, but they definitely would have the green sword. Uh, you know, just plucking a, a, a print viewer mail on that, and the, the email address is ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Just plucking one at random off the top of the heap, Jackie sends us a picture encloses a picture of her of her very uh, fetching in more than one way dog uno uno got his or her name or his name clearly because he was formerly one testicled so what i'd like to know is formerly so now is he zero testicled or does he have multiple that didn't that didn't occur to me i thought he was formerly and now was now was uh doubly and, and, and I was thinking perhaps he acquired a testicle in some horrific accident. <laughs> well, when a, when a dog gets, um, you know, that makes spayed more sense. and neutered, that do they remove sense. the testicles? That or makes do they more just, sense. Like, that makes more sense. Who knows what they do? But I don't no. know. I don't so know. I you, know who just... we, you know who we could ask about that? Perhaps our patent attorney, Ed with one D, ye in, in Silver Spring, Maryland. And, and he writes in reference to a previous pod, 170,000 results have turned up in his um, in his patent search for searching smartphone plus belt plus holder. He said this means that there are 170,000 U.S. and or foreign patents for smartphone holders. Quote, clearly the world's great technical minds are devoting untold man hours to advancing the state of the art for cell phone holsters. So... Well, perfect. I have to go to Dallas later this week. I, I, I get to go to Dallas later this week for a WNBA game. I've got to remember to wear my, my phone holster through the airport just to, um, just to see again how it's going to change my life. Ralph, also in Maryland, has three um, uh, crossword clues that he's been trying to crack since, it looks like since June 17th, so I may be a little behind. And he, he, sent, he sent a reminder uh, uh, two weeks later. Uh, he was trying to get, I think this is in the New York Times crossword, six, uh, six letters. First letter is an E for a crop-eating insect. These are the three he couldn't crack. That would be an earwig, Ralph. He's looking for a WNBA star jewel, four letters, first letter L. Is it that hard? Lloyd. He knows. He said, played for Notre Dame and plays for the Seattle Storm. Easy for you, hard for me, he writes. And whom Samwise accompanied to Rivendell. Huh? That's Frodo. So I think we've that's solved his crossword. That's a language to me. Which movies is that from? That's, that's from Which, a book. It's called was The Lord of the Rings. There, the were, lo- there were also lots of Lord yes, of the Rings movies. They also made them into movies, but, but prior to that. My brother read The Hobbit. I was never a Hobbit fan. John sent us a tweet, and he said he just listened to episode 30, and he's a little behind, but a good name for our followers might be The Ball and Chain Gang. Oh, I like that. That's, I think that's the best one we've gotten. So thank you, John. Excellent. I should have said Jackie, who enclosed the photo of, of one testicle Uno, or formerly one testicle Uno. Did she, what, what Here, was the picture Uno. of? Oh, Uno with, with, the, with, the, with the magnet right there. Oh, perfect. Uno with the ball and chain magnet. Uh, she has a great story. Um, I'm a few episodes behind, but hearing you talk about Madame Tussauds reminded me of when I was, when as a kid. There's a strong chance it was before or after a Liberty game because as a 10-year-old girl from New Jersey, when the WNBA started, I was a huge fan of Rebecca, Sue, Teaspoon, and the rest. We were in the room at Madame Tussauds that had all of the politicians. After looking at some presidents, I wandered over to look at Indira Gandhi. I wasn't sure why she was seated on a bench while the majority of the others were standing or seated behind desks, but I didn't put too much thought into it. As I got pretty close to her, imagine my shock when she moved. It was actually just an older Indian woman that had been sitting very still on a bench that my pre-teenager self just assumed was Gandhi in a room full of politicians. I screamed <laughs> and probably scared her half to death. Well, here is a, a tweet from someone um, related to that because in the in Madame Tussauds there is a figure of Barack Obama, and we talked about our daughter thinking his name was Barack Obama, and so Chip sent us a tweet and he said regarding Barack Obama, I'm sure my mother wasn't the only Pittsburgher in 1972 who thought Frank 
O'Harris sounded like a nice Irish boy. I met Frank O'Harris. I was at a golf tournament in Puerto Rico. Uh, my sister came with me. This was years ago, and um, Frank O'Harris could not have been nicer. We uh, we had dinner with him one night. Just was one of the nicest people I've ever met. So um, I had dinner with Frank O'Harris. And you've also that evening. Uh, spent time with Barack 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 no. Obama. Yes. Um, uh, Kevin. A Marquette uh, alumnus, my, alum, my alma mater, Denny Gallagher, producer Denny with one N Gallagher's alma mater, sends a um, photograph, a very disturbing photograph. I sent it, I sent it, I've since forwarded it to Denny Gallagher of a Wisconsin license plate, not just a Wisconsin license plate, but a Wisconsin Badgers, a University of Wisconsin license plate, Marquette's arch rivals. Uh, so there's Bucky Badger, and the Wisconsin plate is Denny, Denny with one N, D E N Y 1. Uh, so uh, Kevin and I are thinking Denny may leave, live a double life in a Lake County outside of Milwaukee as a secret Badger fan. I sent this photo to Denny. I texted it to him, and he replied, I am physically ill. What, what makes you think it's Denny 1 and not Deny 1? Every, every De- Denny with one N is the only person on the planet who spells Denny with one N. No, he's so not. There's, there's two guys, denied. and the other guy, bizarrely, is a Badger fan. No, he, he's not. He's denying one. Even if he's a Badger fan, he's denying something. He's not. Somebody sent me a picture, again, on Twitter, and they said this hat is perfect for Steve, and it's just a hat that on it says, not a hugger. I like that. So, um, so there you go. We should get one of these for all of the members of... Um, your family or friends who don't like to hug, and they can wear those proudly. A viewer writes, uh, again, uh, the crossword theme. I think this is Ralph who sent asked for the crossword clues. He asks why in the LA Times crossword, the clue is women's basketball analyst Fortner. Okay? Mm-hmm. What is the answer? Nell, of course. Well, he asks why... Why isn't Rebecca? Why would they go to Nell Fortner instead of Rebecca? And I've got a, I've got a pretty concise answer. Yes, because <laughs> Rebecca doesn't spell her name N E L L. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I don't spell my name N E L L. How many how many Nells are there? I mean, I, I Fortner would be uh, an excellent crossword. Well, or, or Nell would be an excellent crossword answer. Scott sent us a tweet and he said, I was walking around at the Mall of America today only to see Steve and Rebecca doing the same thing with their family. Looking forward to your next podcast. So when we drove back from northern Mm -hmm. Minnesota to Minneapolis to bring me to the airport, we were we got in early because we had left plenty of time for traffic. And so we stopped at the Mall of America. We're walking around with our kids. So one, I don't know why Scott wouldn't have come over to say hello. But two, that reminds me. I, I know why. Why? Because you were wearing the hat that said, not a hugger? No, I think we were probably, our kids were probably not. Oh, yeah, uh, not behaving. Well, at one point, you walked into the lid store, the hat store, Lids, just to look at different hats. You were Every in. time I see that store, I think of my friend Franz, Franz Lids, L-I-D-Z is his last name. Right, right. Great and, um And you went in with our 9-year-old son, and you went in with our 11-year-old daughter. And our 11-year-old daughter had a very astute observation because Lids sells all kinds of jerseys. It's not just hats. It's jerseys, T-shirts, all sports stuff. Fictional fictional sports. So Mighty Ducks jerseys, um, New York Knights, Roy Hobbs, uh, Sandlot, that sort of stuff. And and what did our 11-year-old daughter say? Where are the Lynx jerseys? She said, where are the Lynx jerseys? Because there were Mighty Ducks jerseys. There were jerseys of all kinds of, in Minnesota, all kinds of fictional sports teams. And there wasn't anything of the Minnesota Lynx, their four-time WNBA champion, reigning champion WNBA and, team. And so I was, popular. I was, yeah. Just and, from and a purely hu- commercial Yeah, hugely standpoint. popular. And so I was proud of you that when, when our daughter noticed that and said that, you guys left the store. So uh, so our hats can be purchased elsewhere. Okay, Kelly with 1K, 1E, 2Ls, and 1Y writes, Hello, I was wondering where you both stand on using another as in a whole nother level. I know where I stand. I stand in favor of anything that makes language more, not less colorful, more interesting. Another? I mean, but you and I would never use another. But you're saying... You don't mind people using no, it, no, but don't you mind it. I, I appreciate people using it, and but it, and would you ever say another? I, I might. I can imagine circumstances in which I might. And and I asked my son, nine-year-old son, something yesterday, 
in the backyard. Oh, we were playing alley-oops on a small dunk hoop. And uh, I said, you know, I think I might have beamed him or something. I said, you're right. And he said, and I quote, we good. <laughs> well, he did go to basketball camp Never last heard him week. say anything. I'm sure he learned that at basketball camp. But I, I like that. Good for him. Okay, there's another one to uh, ballandchainpod at Gmail. This is from Tanya. Stephen, Rebecca, thanks for a humorous podcast this week. After I listened to it on a car ride with my family, I replayed certain sections and made my husband listen to it. We are headed out for a vacation tomorrow with my husband coming back several days before me and the girls. Kind of the opposite of what we did. Yeah. And after listening, the complaints from, after listening to the complaints from your show with a lot of mm-hmm moments across the car, Matt cleaned out the fridge tonight and found the lunchbox from camp this week that was, of course, still in a backpack. However, after he did so, he pointed out the reason was because of your podcast. He's even attempting to help me pack, but it may be easier if he stops. <laughs> Thanks for sharing and for preventing a future argument. I love that. Your work is done. Here. I love that her. No, it's just getting started. I love that her husband is helping her more because of our podcast. And my husband is helping me just as little as he always right. but, has but, because but, of our podcast. But what I'm doing is helping her husband more and therefore helping her. What? what but now you're just going to claim that you're still not helping so as to give me more fodder for the podcast. No, whenever you, you ask, know. whenever you ask me to do something, I'm say, "Haven't I helped Tanya and Matt enough <laughs> this week?" That's when uh, when my my friend John at ESPN when he told me he was uh, had gotten engaged and was talking about his uh, getting married. I said, "Just remember this: the the best words a husband can ever say to his wife when he walks in the kitchen or when he comes anywhere is this sentence: What can I do to help?'" I said, because it's been 15 years and I've been waiting to hear those words. What can I do to help? And I still haven't heard them. I said, so if if you will say them to your to your wife once you're married, I will at least feel feel better about my last 15 years. <laughs> well, I, I never. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> at least I'm admitting that. Um, hi, after listening to your podcast, I realize I burdened someone while trying to be thoughtful. Here's another lesson learned from our podcast. I sent Chantel Anderson a growth chart from her Vanderbilt days. Chantel Anderson was a very good player at Vanderbilt. She played in the WNBA. I think she was about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six maybe. Um. <laughs> it was a life-size poster possibly sponsored by a milk producer that was a giveaway at a Vandy game. I'd had it laminated to protect it from wear and tear. My daughters are grown now. Neither grew to be a Chantel size. They have moved out, more or less, but we still have a lot of their stuff, and, and now she's unloading it on Chantel Anderson. I wonder how she got it there, because if it was laminated, you can't just really roll, roll it back up like you do, so that's phenomenal. I never had a you know a life-size growth chart poster, but if I did, I would hope that someone would not only laminate it, but then, but then return well, well, it to me. It, do, it, do you think, even better, do you think her kids' heights are marked on the poster. I certainly hope so. You know, well, not like, if it's laminated. It like, would have to be in dry no, erase. Yeah, but it could be like age five, you know, however many feet well, tall. She, that, that would be the perfect one to return she to. She adds that she met Chantel for coffee. You're asking about the logistics of this and also treated her to a pregame sideline passes at a Tennessee Titans game. Anytime I was in her company, I couldn't help but notice all the heads swiveling. Chantel is 6'10". Is she 6'10"? She's not 6'10", she's not 6'10 but 10. she is tall. But to, to somebody who's not 6'4", she probably seems 6'10". She attracted an enormous amount of tension. Every day of her life must be like that, as I imagine it must be for you, Rebecca. Kudos for learning how to handle that and not let it make you crazy. Does it make you crazy? The only thing that's ever made me crazy is when I've gone to lunch with someone and they've brought my life-size poster and put it in the booth next to me. <laughs> but then invited you to the Tennessee Titans pregame. But no, didn't she say down on the field? What yeah. was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's Great. a good trade-off. And lastly, we'll save some viewer mail for, for next week, but lastly... We have an email titled, Fans in Germany. Hi, Rebecca and Steve. We love your podcast and listen to it from Giel, Germany. G-E-E-L. Oscar, Oscar with a K, is 10 years old and a faithful listener. Lisa is also a listener. Wait, and 10 years old and a faithful listener? Uh, evidently. Oscar, walk into the kitchen. Every time you walk into the kitchen, ask your mom, is there anything I can do to help? Would you be willing to send swag to the family Wittenberg in Giel, Germany? Not only would be willing to... We would, we, we would insist on we it. insist on doing so, and that will put Germany ahead of five remaining U.S. states. We got a lot of people who wanted their states off the list of the swag list. 
uh, we're down to a what what would be the uh, the alliterative phrase for uh, the something five, not the furious five, because they've demonstrated the forgotten five. Because we'll say we'll forget them. They've forgotten no, us. No, no, we're not forgetting them. We're we're they're forgotten our favorite us. Our, our favorite five. We 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 are going to suck up to them. And if I can remember what they're those states the are, F in five. <laughs> they put the F in five. <laughs> the F in five. Don't ten year old Oscar is listening to this, so okay. we shouldn't say that. We have uh, Delaware, West Virginia. I'm moving east to west here. Delaware, West Virginia, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Hawaii. Everybody else has been uh, colored in on the swag map. And if you haven't received your swag, it's it's going out uh, this week. We were away for a while. We have new, um, exciting new beer coasters with not only the ball and chain logo on, on the front, but the alternate Rare Secondary logo on Sunday the back side. Well, um, you you mentioned them listening in Germany. I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of the countries that the podcast has been listened to just in the last seven days, because this is kind of cool. The United States, of course. You're kidding. No. Well, you don't want me to give you No, no, I'm oh, saying you're kidding. Kidding United about States, the United States, 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 yes. United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, which is not the same as England and Great Britain. The United Kingdom. Australia, Philippines, Germany, Ireland, Costa Rica, the Russian Federation. That's interesting. It's come up before as Russia, but this is Russian Federation. Hong Kong, France, Iceland, Netherlands, South Africa, Italy, and Puerto Rico. But evidently not Delaware. (laughs) But yeah, in the last seven days, all of those places. But maybe somebody's listened in Delaware. They just haven't asked for swag. But if you're listening and you live in Delaware, darn it. Ask us for swag. We got to represent the, the East the Coast. The next time you see Elena Deladon, give her some swag and tell her to send it to someone she's related to in Delaware. Or you know what we should do? We should have some of our magnets in our glove box. Just fling and then, them out the window as we drive through Delaware. No, if we see a, somebody with a, Del- a car with Delaware plates in a parking lot somewhere, let's just go stick it well, on the car. When is, when, th- this is the whole point. When do you see a car I with know. Delaware plates outside of Delaware? No, v- very good point. On that note... On that note, for everyone listening in the Philippines, Australia, Germany, Ireland, Costa Rica, the Russian Federation, all over the world. Let us, let us know how you decorate your own guest bathroom. <laughs> or, for those people, Tom, Dick, and Harry, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane, who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.